This is the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Make sure you never miss a thing. Download the Merrickville Catch-Up from the Triple M app. Where am I? Welcome to... Merrickville. Merrickville. Oh, Lawrence Mooney, have I got something special for you? Yes. Okay. I'm looking forward to this show, but just before we came on air, um, Liam said that he was feeling a, a weird burning sensation on the back of his legs. And uh, so we, being medical practitioners, we said, well, we'll treat it. Where, where was the burning sensation? I was sitting down for a lot of today. I've got, I've got burning sensation in the back of my left hamstring. Is it a, around your buttocks? No, it's not, Lawrence. And you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Turn your bloody phone off for a start. Yeah, it's But off. do you know what? I put a tweet out today from the Merrickville FM uh, Twitter account saying, uh, Lawrence is back in today. The only question is, who will bully Liam first today? The votes put were in. It, 81%, 81% said Lawrence, and they were spot on. I was 100% for a while. And I'd never got a perfect score in anything. Best. Now take your pants off and let us spray you with the bazistos. I just just a qualify. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, is that now, I, now I'll rub it in. <laughs> Loz, I've kept this secret from you before the show because I wanted you to hear this live on air, and we've had to just make mm. sure that we are currently uh, able to use the dump button facilities that we have in the studio. We've actually been double checked. Ac- we? Well, we have because so this we'll, is delayed. No, we'll just take a deep breath. Yep. Mm. Now go for it. Good to go. All right. Go. Okay. So just to ensure that we are. I love surprises. I just love them. I well, hate, I, I, you know, I don't like it when we do the meeting and you go, well, we've got to talk about this. I like to hear it fresh. Okay. So this is, I'm excited. So earlier today we had a conversation, uh, Liam, mm. Maddie and myself about uh, what we'd do at the start of the show. And I said, let's, mm. let's do this thing with Lawrence. And naturally the boys went, oh, you, you two can't be trusted. I went, excellent. Twice the reason why we should be doing it at the very start of the show. And they went, Danger. Uh, so apparently we've got warning symbols or something like that. Warning sounds, oh, some sort of provisional. Yeah. Look, it's it's. Uh, it's you like guys will be familiar. You guys will be familiar with this sound because you hear it quite often when whenever whenever we try and do a quiz. Okay, that's our yep. caution okay. button. You've got three, and then you're out. You've got three strikes, mm. and then you're out. Now this right, would okay. seem pretty um, pretty much like overkill, considering that all we're going to do is ask you in a minute on one triple three five three. Tell us a funny local business name. Mm. Yeah. It's not, it's oh, not like yeah. that's ever not been done on radio 150 million times. That doesn't matter. It's the fact that we've found a new shop here in Sydney. And when I tell you, Lawrence, that's when that button might be required. Mm. And what is the business? There's a new cafe in Chatswood. Yeah. And somebody who listens to Merrickville has made us aware of it. Thank you. They've even taken a photo. And the name of the coffee shop, Lawrence, is... Oh, yeah. <laughs> two girls... One coffee cup. <laughs> so obviously, now be warned, you've got three now, strikes. There's two. There's two women running the business, and they're referring to. Is that the name of a movie or a song or two girls? Or, two girls. or an yep. internet sensation? Who knows? Yeah. So who knows? It's a mass, that's, it's a massive in, that's exactly what it is. An internet sensation. Mm. But if I was. Uh, mm. If I was opening a coffee shop and, um, <laughs> and had a female proprietor, I'd call it um, Flick the Bean. That's one. <laughs> that is one. All right. 
<laughs> Don't spend them all at once, Loss. <laughs> that is a great name for a coffee shop. Well, all right. If you don't, if you don't like that one, if you're going to give me a, if you're going to give me a warning yes. on that, Liam. What about grind the bean? Yeah, that's two. That's, that is that is two. Merrick, if you've got anything you want to say, I'd get it in quickly. I think it's going to be bean related. <laughs> Talking about coffee beans. Of course we are. It's, yeah, it's all dude, about it's a the coffee beans. shop. Yep. To do. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know even why I'm on two warnings. Oh. But what about steam the bean? Uh, well. <laughs> but when you think what about, about <laughs> rub the bean until it's in no, the great no, white? Yeah. That's three. <laughs> until about, it's a powdery dust. Is... Rub the bean until it's a powdery <laughs> dust. Oh, what the powder. coffee shop. Hey. It makes. I tell, I tell you what, hey. it puts the uh, Nescafe out of the seventies into. <laughs> Context, doesn't it? 43 beans in every cup. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You'll hurt your hand. You'll have no hand left from working those beans so hard, you great barista, okay. you. Oh, I feel oh, we've got Liam. the complaint <laughs> Liam. Everyone drinks coffee. Go We're up, asking Liam. for those funny business names in your area. Oh, I've started sweating. Where does coffee come from? Hey? Yeah. Is that beans. what you asked, Lawrence? Yes. Beans. Yeah, have, you're you, right. have you ever tasted a bean? <laughs> Are you a selfish lover? Uh, an espresso man. Now, what Liam's done for years, years he's been rubbing the pod and he's got, he's got yeah. it all wrong. He's a dripper later. <laughs> oh, I started oh, okay. sweating. So, <clears throat> funny that, business names. Yeah, the phones have gone insane. Look at the phones. I've started sweating. Good times. Okay, so if you've just tuned in, uh, two two women have opened up a coffee shop in Chatswood. You can see it. It's on our it's on our socials. Uh, it's called Two Girls One Coffee Cup, and there is another photo, a subsequent photo of two women in the store, and one of them is passing a cookie to another woman just using her mouth. Yeah, I'm going there. I'll have a Florentine, thanks. <laughs> Could you put your pants on, please, sir? Sorry. Got the wrong idea. Three, five, three. <laughs> Tell us your local funny business names. Is there anything better than two girls, one coffee cup? Two girls, one coffee cup. What a great name for a business. It's a business name. Local business names. One, triple, three, five, three. Calls have come through. If you've got a funny local business name, mm. Chatswood Coffee Shop, two girls, one coffee cup. It has made us laugh. It made me laugh so much. Mm. Lawrence Mooney, that I actually started sweating mm. profusely. And your, and your nipples became erect too, which is a weird thing from laughing. A oh, mate yeah. of mine was in England and saw a great name for a business. We're, I know we're going local, but it was called Pie Minister. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> That's good. It's good. Okay. Let's get to your calls. We've got a stack of them coming through. We've got Chris in Sinclair. Hello, Chris. Hey, guys. Uh, speaking of um, erection, uh, my old work was AMI Shop Fitters. AMI oh. Shop Fitters. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Like the, like the AMI, you know, the erectile yes, dysfunction. Yes, erectile dysfunction <laughs> spray oh, that you put, up, they put up your nose. Okay. Yeah. But, you, yeah. you, but you were into actual erections, putting up shops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Erection's a word, Liam. No, so I stop, know it is. Stop it, is it is when most people it's say it. When you say it, it's a warning. Oh, are, you, are you saying mm. that Lawrence is warning you with his erection mm. now? Liam, so you've you, gone too far. 
you don't want to you don't want to congratulate some of the engineers for some of the great erections all over the world that have gone up all throughout history. Okay, we've got Phoebe. Is it Phoebe or Phoebe? Phoebe. Uh, Phoebe, yeah. Hi, Phoebe. It's, I wasn't sure. It's it's spelled differently on my screen. Phoebe <laughs> from Miranda. Phoebe. Welcome. <laughs> it's got this written Phoebe on there, and I'm going, "That's not Phoebe. It's Phoebe." Uh, hello, Phoebe. Hi, Phoebe. Oh, uh, my Welcome other half lives in Queensland, and he goes to a coffee shop called the G Spot. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine what? if that was not even coffee related. Is it? I don't related? know. Yeah, it is coffee, but I don't know. Where they got the name from? So yeah, right. is it hard to find this coffee shop? <laughs> okay, <laughs> you'd hope not. It's, I think it's just. I think it's up the road no, and no, around the no. corner. It's definitely up an alleyway. <laughs> definitely up an alleyway. And just around the corner. Yep. It's kind of just around the corner a bit. <laughs> Nick, Nicola, Thanks, <laughs> oh, good times. We've got Nicola in Collaroy. Hello, Nicola. Hi, how are you? Really good. Great to have you on the show. What's the, the local funny business name, entertaining business name you got in your area? We've got a dog washing business, and it's ACDC, which is all dogs, clean dogs, and their motto is Dirty Dogs Done Dirt Cheap. Oh, that's oh, pretty that's good. good. That's, yeah, that's pretty good. And yeah. they do a good trade? ADCD. Sorry? It's ADCD, Dirty Dogs Done Dirt Cheap. ADCD, all dogs, clean dogs. Dirty yeah. dogs done dirt cheap. Beautiful. A bit of akadaka. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dogs or the. Okay, thank you. We've got, yeah. Thank you very much. We've got uh, Dave on the Central Coast. Hello, Dave. Yeah, good day, boys. How are you? Yeah, very good. All good. right. Entertaining business name in your local area, Dave. Far away. Uh, there's a bike shop at Yamina Beach called Pushy Galore. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 That is nice. James Bond reference there. Yeah, you love to go down for a ride there, don't you, Dave? Yeah, oh, whenever I can, yeah. Mm. 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 Do you mm. pump hard, Dave, or do you ride slowly? Uh, it just depends on the mood, I suppose, Lawrence. Do, do, you, try to, do you try to pace yourself, Dave, when you're riding, or do you just... <laughs> just sprint. Just, just, oh, all, just, always. Just, you just get on it and just just try and flog it. Just go as hard as you can. Just mountain climb. And you're useless and after a few drinks. No, I, I don't agree with that, Liam, at all. I'm pretty good after a few drinks, actually. You shouldn't be riding a bike after a few drinks, Dave. You know, Dave. That's, that's true. Dave, one of the markers of a successful radio program is when your listeners feel like they can ring in at any time and bully Liam. <laughs> I've just been listening to you too long enough. Yeah, exactly. Let's open up the phones now. One, two, three, five, three. If you'd like to bully Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay marriage salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Adam McDougall is the health hacker. Health hacking is simply hacking into the tools, tricks, and routines of the healthiest, happiest, and most successful people in the world and applying these little tricks and routines into your own life. I'm a health hacker because I've been a professional athlete for 20 years, but I've also combined my experience as an athlete with my university studies, from economics to nutrition and sports science, with the practical application that I achieved as an athlete to help people hack into their health. In each episode, I'm going to share with you the tools, tricks, and routines of the healthiest, happiest, and most successful people in the world. You can hack into your own health and live a happier and healthier life. The Health Hacker with Adam McDougall. Listen now at podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app.
Great to have you here, Loz, because we've got our Thursday quiz in order. Oh, love it. On a Thursday, Liam, my producer, likes to um, spend a lot of time and a lot of effort in creating a quiz that we then ignore, mm. tear to shreds, and have no resolve on. Yeah. Mm. So. Is, yeah, have we ever got to an end of one of these quizzes? Like? No. no, no, I don't no, know. It's if punishing anyone... for him. I think sometimes he actually stays up at night just asking himself why, why. But that's not my problem. What's the so today? today? Uh, the Sydney Polo Club has been granted eleventh mm. hour permission to host the World World Polo Championships. Oh, how great. do they how, the the Polo Championships? Mm. How do they judge the the dancers? I mean, those girls they get up there. How do how do they how are they judge? How you do know they what score polo points? Is? Yeah. Yeah, polo dancing. Blokes on horse. <laughs> polo how dancing. They, how no. do they teach the horses how to swim? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even got to the start of the quiz uh, today. There we no, go. Look, Ruining uh, the event kicks off October 21st. It's a nine-day tournament. It's being played at the SPC's Richmond Lowlands headquarters. 14 oh. games between the world's top eight teams. Well, get along, guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're listening now, I'm sure tickets are still available. Oh, no. No, no. Uh, sorry. Only for rich people. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun, though. Is it? Uh, the polo... There's, a, there's an event down in Melbourne at summertime, down at Portsy, and uh, it goes off. It's what a huge. wanker event. What a yeah. wanker sport oh, Polo yeah. is. Mm. Anyway, it's happening. It's, <laughs> the World Championships are going to be happening in Sydney this okay. month. Uh, if you do want to go on. and check it out in Richmond. Uh, so today's quiz is uh, is sporting inspired. Oh, your favourite song, Leah. What are you doing, mate? Why are you playing Daryl Braithwaite? What's Daryl Braithwaite? Horses. Horses? Horses? Oh. It's a sport. You still don't know what polo is, do you? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm, sh- uh, I'm shredded it to pieces. I'm not entirely clear. It's got a, it's a horse shirt. Is it a race? It's a shirt with a collar. <laughs> Lawrence. I know, what a, I know you... what a polo is. I'm not an idiot, mate. <laughs> Lawrence, have you got a category for uh, buzzers today? Yeah, why not uh, we go with a bit of sporting equipment? Okay. Oh, I'll, um, I'll be netball undies. Oh, no. Lawrence, <laughs> must you? <laughs> Love big netball undies. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to be, mate? What's your piece of sporting equipment? <laughs> I know. First of all, I thought straight away, say discus, because it sounds yeah. dirty, but it's yeah. Do you want to be discus? But, but no, he's just gone straight yeah, to no. netball undies. Gusset. Gusset sounds No, that's not dirty. a piece of sporting equipment. Yeah, but it's a part It's a part of the undie. You're just naming clothes, Lawrence. <laughs> no, it's a... Okay. Okay, ready? Bike seat. Okay, your bike seat and your... Netball undies. Netball undies. All right. So, <laughs> when combined, <laughs> what a no, great okay. combination. The way this game is played, is I'm going to give you a sporting terminology, a piece of sporting terminology. I need you to tell me um, what the sport it's from and what it means. Okay, so sporting terminology. Correct. Okay, first one. Here we go. Okay. Deke. What sport is the term deke from and what does it mean? Netball undies. Yes, netball undies. (laughs) When a a New Zealand cricketer gets a low ball and it hits him in the deke. (laughs) No. Tell you what, that's really hit them in the deke. <laughs> no. Uh, a deke. It, 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 when you go sailing, a, a Kiwi sailing, like when they're in America's Cup, they go, get up on the top deck. <laughs> no. Get on the top deck. No, it's uh, it's a hockey terminology. Uh, it's it? when you fake somebody out. It's uh, short for decoy. Oh, oh okay. That's why I never care because it's hockey. Okay. Okay. All right, next yes. one. Um, what sport is this terminology from? What does it mean? Dime. Bike seat. Yes, bike seat. Yes, good on your bikey. <laughs> okay, this you is actually it. no. It's actually from um, this is actually from cycling. That's how I know it. And the uh, the dime is actually when 
the ass crack in the back of <laughs> no. micro showing when they're riding and they can put a dime in Dime there, yeah. and then yeah. out comes a kinder surprise. But don't eat that kinder surprise. Okay. Don't, don't even break the shell open. Oh, don't. No. Uh, netball, Lundy. Okay, netball. Baseball, and it means um, changing pitcher. No. no, a dime is from basketball, and it refers to an assist. Um, when you pass somebody the ball and then they score subsequently, it's referred to as a dime. Um, it's inspired by when people used, if you gave someone a dime to use the payphone, it's an American term, um, you were oh. assisting them making the call. There you go. So you dimed them. You dimed them. All okay. Right. Uh, zero each. Okay, yeah. next one. I'm nervous. <clears throat> what sport is this from and what does it mean? To catch a crab. Bike seat. <laughs> Couldn't have got there quick enough. Because you've... Have you ever caught I, a crab? I have. Crabs? Uh, funnily enough, heaps of them. Caught heaps mm. of the, the okay. crabs. Yeah. So you you know should know I'm so good at them. When I was younger, uh, as a young man, uh, on occasion, I wouldn't even use my hands, Lawrence. Or mm. or a crab net or, or anything, or mm. a line or bait. I just used myself as bait. <laughs> used myself as answer? bait. It was the 90s, and it was a different Should time. Nobody celebrates them anymore because nobody's got pubic hair. So it's just like, okay. nobody goes, oh, I've got a really savage case Wrong of sport. <laughs> Sport? Netball. Uh, <laughs> you you think it's from netball? No, netball undies. <laughs> Buzzing in. Um, crabs. To catch a crab yep. is uh, it's a baseball term. <laughs> and it means to actually catch a crab. To be honest, end of season trip. <laughs> I don't know. Is, oh, it, yeah. is it? Hang on. Okay, bike seat. Is it an AFL term? When a local Victorian club goes to Bali. Uh, no. <laughs> no, no. It's from rowing. It's rowing. from rowing when you fail to take the oar out of the blade out of the water out of the parallel water. and it oh. catches the Ooh. edge. Ooh, it's referred to as catching a crab. Yeah, we've all, we've all done that. Okay. You take the blade out, you catch the edge, you caught a crab. Okay. It's yeah. not been a good night. So no one's got one yet. Here we take go. Take the blade out of the water. Okay, next one. <laughs> Frozen rope. What's it? Nipple undies. <laughs> Nipple undies. Is it something to do with the Winter Olympics and your pants splitting open <laughs> on a downhill run? No. No, it's not. Okay. It's actually. Frozen do, rope. It's, I know what this is. This is, uh, okay, box seat. This is when people go swimming on an ice pack. Right, and they mm. cut a hole in it, and they dive in, and then of course they have to get out, and they come out, and they've got frozen rope. That's <laughs> that's a really good guess, but no, uh, it's is from. It, it's is fr- it a good guess? Well, I tried. I tried for it not to be. It's, just, it's from baseball. It refers to hey, when baseball. The, the one tra- time Lawrence doesn't <laughs> say baseball. It's, oh, from it's baseball. from the trajectory of a of a of a shot to the outfield. It oh, resembles so frozen rope because it's straight. Yes. Right. Okay. All right. Next painful. one. Painful. <clears throat> Come on, Liam. Five hole. <laughs> Bike seat. To I'm going to predict. No, to no, five hole no. someone. Okay. No, For starters, no, no. Five hole someone this. or it's something. A, it's a German sport, isn't it? It's definitely no. held. This is a sport that's common yeah, in Germany. Yeah, I was out five holing. Uh, so I had, uh, that's the fun time. I had a quick game of five hole. Uh, five hole? Mm. Oh, don't know. Is okay. it golf? No, it's from hockey. Uh, the five hole is the space between the goalie's legs. So if you score in the five hole, it's... <laughs> oh, come on, Lee. No, it's from ice hockey. If you score in the five hole, you're Can taking you... pictures and putting it on have Snapchat. You a, have you got a, uh, a question from a sport that we've ever 
taken an interesting... Okay, last one. Full Nelson. Oh. Wrestling. Oh, netball undies. Ah, uh, yes, netball undies. Wrestling when you you pin someone to the canvas in Greco-Roman. You got the sport yeah. right. You got the explanation wrong. Oh, but it's both double shoulder hold. Correct. Oh, I got one. There's, sorry, I five hold you. Isn't that sorry? Isn't that from the sport? No means no, Liam. <laughs> um, what? Um, what? <laughs> let's call an end That's yeah. it. <laughs> Salim Mahaja, of course, mm. uh, the former um, deputy mayor of Auburn. Uh, currently, I think he's working at Napoleon Purtis as yeah. Napoleon Purtis, um, <laughs> as a stunt, as a stunt double yeah. for Napoleon Purtis. You like that? Yeah, it's mm. not bad. He actually. does look a bit like he, he looks, he looks like, like he it. also works in an eyebrow salon. Mm. I mean, he One has got some sculpted eyebrows. He's oh. never surprised. No, no, he can't be. No. His, his eyebrows it, it look like they've been. Looks like he's gone to the art line factory and just gone, guys, just a quick one with a texter, just a 10 mil, just whack them on for me. Let's mm. do this. Bang. One of the mm. guys at the outline factory has gone, there's your eyebrows. Get out yeah. of here, Slim. And he never looks uh, surprised because his face is paralyzed. Mm. Mm. His whole head. It doesn't move a lot. Smoother than a fridge. Well, sometimes I've heard that he goes down to local car dealerships and says, see that bonnet? I want my forehead shinier than that. Mm. I want and to be able to buff it for him. They, they buff it, and he mm. goes, and oh. then they buff his forehead. That's it, and they go, and he gets spit on my forehead. I better just go clean off my forehead. Mm. That's what they do. It just, feeds off. It feeds off. Yeah. It just feeds like off in rain. Yeah, he goes, yeah. put the turtle wax all over my forehead, spit on it, just slides <laughs> right off. That's what I've heard. So Salim, mm. Salim Mahaja has a brand new vocation. He has put himself into a new line of business, and this. Gigolo. No, no. Jigs. No. Getting out on the jigsy. Who, who's who's going to hire him? I mean, the Kardashians? Who's, who's, who's going to hire out? He's not a gigolo. He's not a gigolo. How long ago do you reckon you were a top price? Like, when was your, oh, what age were you a top price? 43. For the jigsy. 43. 43. How old are you, man? Current age, 43. Yeah. Yeah. Always in at Watts. Loz? Always in the fight. I haven't even reached my peak yet. There's still class. a buy opportunity. I'm, yeah, I'm still this. I'm running cheap now. Yeah. When, yeah. I get, when I get full silver fox, you know what he's right now. He's like full erectile dysfunction. <laughs> that's that's when, that's when I, things get really. He is a renovator's delight. <laughs> so Salim Mahaja, his new line of business. Wait for it. Here he is. He's <laughs> a wedding planner. Way! That's what he's gone into. Fair Mahaja Wedding and Event Planning. This is the man who got a pack of helicopters, a luxury fleet of cars, 800,000 flowers, doves, mm. uh, and shut down a street for his 2015 wedding, which he proclaimed as Australia's best wedding. And, of course, invent, then ended in Australia's best divorce. When, what you know I... what? His missus woke up and went, so, oh, my God, you're still in Mahaja. And he's gone, yeah. And she goes, hello. Oh. Wow, I've seen you on the telly. Let's get divorced. Um, <laughs> what would you like at your wedding that you have that you didn't have at your wedding? Because I would like what I didn't have at my wedding that I would like is after an Iranian wedding, you get outside the you know the mosque or the church, and they discharge automatic weapons into the air. Love Just, that. Who's like, having a good time? Who's having a good time? I tell you what, the guy with the AK forty seven shooting in the yeah. air, he looks like he's having fun. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I yeah. want. Yeah. That says love to me. All right. Uh, that's a that's a very traditional wedding thing in many many countries is to discharge mm. firearms. 
Uh, it's dangerous, and it's not going to happen here. Um, I I don't personally for me I don't I don't have anything that I would uh, the doves relive except for the doves. Oh, they wouldn't work work well with the AK forty sevens. I mean, listen, oh, here. that's not a happy marriage. You know, there's a very yeah. happy guy there. Unfortunately, the birds are not. What as happy. did What did you uh, get taken away from the church in Mez? Was it a coach and horses or a didn't actually a, get or didn't, a lowered sigma? <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I didn't get married in a church. When I went to my wedding, we went in, and the car that we went in was a, a um, we got like a high car, a Mustang, an old Mustang, because I like yeah. muscle cars. And the guy who, um, this is great, the guy who drove us there then wanted to be in the pictures, right? Because there were some celebrities in, in, in amongst yeah, the crowd. Nah. So he wanted photos of everyone. Anyway, ends up getting his head in the newspaper and somebody's just gone, hang on a second. That bloke who's driving the wedding car for Merrick, he's on a massive compo claim at the moment, and he's not meant to be doing any work. <laughs> Bang. Federal police ring me up one day. They go, is this guy, was he your driver? He's been in the paper. <laughs> see, and I said, you mean the guy who forced his head into all of our photos? They go, yeah, the guy who was in the newspaper. Guess what? He's on a compo claim. And I went, really? They go, how was he on the day? And I said, active. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's having a dreadful time in prison now. But anyway, that is great. <laughs> Happy memories from a wedding—that's what yeah. it's all about. Lawrence Mooney, it's been a pleasure to see you again, mate. We'll catch up with you again next week. All uh, right, see you Monday. Have a bonza right. we- wedding. Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. The following is an official announcement from the Australian government. Over the past few years, thought crime has reached record levels. Subversion is rife. Our enemies are everywhere. Trust no one. Luckily, there is an answer. Peter Dutton. No, not Peter Dutton. Thank God. Introducing a new series on Podcast One that interrogates the real threats to Australia, like John Safran, Rob Sitch, and children's author Andy Griffiths. Oh, God, I love those treehouse books. Who will survive? Who will fail? Introducing Extreme Vetting with The Chaser. The Chaser. The only show with the power of life and death over its guests. Listen at podcastone.com.au or via the Podcast One app. Got a great thing going on for everybody, I suppose. It's available tomorrow. Uh, it was a Facebook event. It's been created by a guy called Corey Duncan. Classic Corey thing to do, by the way. Uh, titled, uh, this is for his mates, it was titled, I'm going to go get some chicken McNuggets. That's right. That's a Facebook <laughs> event created by Corey. says, I'm going to go get some chicken McNuggets. Now, it was intended for a small group of his mates. He now has... 3,900 people descending on George Street Maccas in the city tomorrow night. And he also has 9,500 people currently interested. So he's got 3,900 going. Now, if only one in 100 people go. Yeah. He's still got 39 people who are going to go and get some nuggets <laughs> with him tomorrow. Nuggets That's in. more people than I've ever gone to get nuggets with in my life. If I told if I told everybody I knew, I'll buy your beer if you meet me at the pub, I couldn't get half that many people to the pub. Well, people don't like you, but and people love Corey. He's going to have chicken McNuggets. It's a name you can trust. You go, oh, what's going on? What are you doing? Corey Duncan. Yeah, I know Corey. Corey's, <laughs> he said, 
I'm going to go get some chicken McNuggets. Well, I'm going. If Corey's going, I don't want to look like an a-hole. Tomorrow night, George Street Mac is in the city. Corey Duncan is going to take about 4,000 people to get some nuggets. Corey Duncan joins me on the line now. Hello, Cause. Hey, guys. How are you going? Really good, mate. All right. This has gone completely out of hand, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, it's really ridiculous. I'm a bit overwhelmed. It's, it's just kind of going uh, kind of crazy, hey? Okay, so when was the last time you had some chicken, chicken McNuggets? Why did you feel the need to create a social event for it? Oh, mate, I was just thought it'd be pretty funny. I did it originally as a joke, made it a private event, and uh, I thought I'd just invite a few of my mates. They thought it was pretty funny, and then I just thought I'd open it up to the public. And apparently everyone likes to get chicken McNuggets, supposedly. Mate, so yeah, mate, I can see why. They are a delight. <laughs> what, what sauce? You like to dunk them? What do you dip them in? Oh, mate, I like to give them sweet and sour sauce. It's tried and true. Bang, bang. <laughs> what about barbecue? Do you ever mix it up a little bit of barbecue? Once you've had black, you never go back. Oh, mate, I haven't mixed it up, eh? Hey? I mean, I could try that. I could try that. It's always always good to try new things, you know? <laughs> Just when the words came out of my mouth and I wasn't thinking. Uh, good, point. <laughs> good point. No, good point there, Corey. Let's move on and pretend that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> so you've got about 4,000 people going to George Street Maccas tomorrow night. Now, even if there's a massive attrition, right, a whole lot of people just drop right off and it only ends up being 900. So one in four people go. It's still about 1,000 people there, Corey. Um, have you given George Street Makers a bit of a heads up on this? Oh, mate, I contacted them, um, you know, a few days ago and just kind of said in the message, uh, hi, I'm going to be turning up uh, on October 6th with a few of my mates. I said several of my mates. I wasn't lying. Several? Uh, hundreds? Yeah, several. Thousands? Because I said several could be any. Mm. And then I just said, I'm going to be turning up to get some nuggets. Um, is that okay? And I linked the event. And then I didn't get a response until just yesterday. They, they posted on my wall. Amazing. What did they do? so? What are they? Okay. Are they? Are they prepared for this okay. many people? They basically said, uh, "Corey, we get it. You like nuggets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we totally get it. Um, just for you, we've reserved a table." And oh, people, amazing! And we need to reserve put, the George Street Cinema. Mate, that's not enough. <laughs> they said we basically reserved a table, and they've just said uh, we've also dedicated one of the registers to just sell nuggets. Amazing. Good wow. on Mac is for doing that as well. Yeah. Rather than oh. being, you know, rather than being a pill about it and saying, oh, we don't know how we're going to facilitate it, at least make an effort. Good on them for doing that. Um, okay, so you've got 4,000 people. What do you do for a living first, Corey? Uh, I'm just a web developer. I just uh, make websites. Ah, uh, so that's why you're on Facey, just nerding it out on, on the website, doing, you know, creative <laughs> stuff, being on a Oh, yeah, I just computer. need to code the code the best event, you know, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Um, no, but also, yeah, I also illustrate parts. And, yeah. and you've started this group, which is I'm going to get some chicken McNuggets. Now, <laughs> wh- what happens once you've got the chicken McNuggets and it's gone supremely well, we'll check back in with you next week, by the way, Corey. Um, oh, once, yeah, you've, nice. once you've done that, what's next for um, for Corey? For CoreyStore.com? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, look, I just, I my whole point in the event, just to fulfill it, I just said I'm just going to go get some nuggets. People can come along if they want. I'm gonna get some sweet and sour sauce. Once I do that, that's my that's my end of the end of the job mm, done. Mm, so like, mm. yeah. But what's gonna happen next week, Corey? When about four thousand people, maybe ten thousand people, just go, "Hey, Corey, going to get some nuggets? Are you coming?" And you go, "Oh, um, I don't, I don't know, Corey. You started this. You're coming to get some nuggets. Before you know it, mate, you're one of those homeless people living out the front of George Street, just waiting to get into Macca's to get some nuggets. Oh. Just addicted to nuggets. It's all down here for me. Cool. Corey, can I make a can I make a suggestion after the successful event tomorrow night, and you enjoy your chicken McNuggets? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever you ever tried a halal snack pack? Oh, mate, I'm part of that page. It's it's <laughs> incredible. The halal snack pack appreciation society. It's amazing. Right. Corey, <laughs> that's not what I expected. Corey, Corey, do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> 
No, I don't. Yeah, oh, well, that's, that's what I expected. There we go, Corey. I got one right, didn't I? No, no. You know what's going to happen, Corey? You started this little social group now, and you're going to meet like-minded women who also like nuggets, and maybe they like Corey's nuggets. And then you go, maybe they like your sweets. No, no, no. Stop it. Stop it, Merrick. Too far. Lawrence is gone. Stop being an idiot. Corey, I wish you all the best for tomorrow night. You've started a Facebook event. I'm going to get some chicken McNuggets. 4,000 people are going to George Street Maccas tomorrow night. If you want to join, get on Facebook now. Corey, best of luck, Tiger. We'll check in with you next week. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. Great Me work, too. mate. I want to open up the phone. It's 13353. Are you part of a little niche group or you've just found yourself kind of falling into a group? Like, so, oh, you know, as a casual. Because that's super niche. 100%. Well, it's not that niche well, because there's not 4,000 no. people going. But, like, that's, don't you reckon that's like you kind of fall in? It's like, you know, it's a, it's a partial interest. Mm. Maybe you've seen something and before you know it, you just go, oh, my God, I'm part of a – Jesus. No, I wasn't going to say <laughs> You're part of a sport now. Maybe you're part of heraldry. You've just gone, oh, you know, one day you're looking at, like, you know, um, uh, um, ancient weapons. And before you know it, you, you're into heraldry and you're dressed up as, as a medieval knight. And you're just going, oh, my God, I'm regressing. I'm a virgin again. Well, I re- well that's how Ultimate Frisbee started. Really? That like that it was just there was a but there was a bunch of nerds who started Ultimate Frisbee and that was niche when it started. Is this how and now it is started? a nation is a global phenomenon. This is like rollerblading, except for no, not even rollerbladers want to know other rollerbladers. Uh, rollerblading was cool. What? <laughs> I, d- oh. I definitely rollerbladed. What? This is that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> we are literally. <laughs> I literally am going to, uh, not today, but another time we're literally going to go rollerblading, explain yourself is going to be, that's the topic. Of, that's another time. One, triple, three, five, three. Niche groups. I'm in LinkedIn. It's not that niche though, is it? <laughs> I got back on it. I got back on it, Len, last week. A mate of mine said, get back on LinkedIn. I went, uh, I haven't done it for years. He goes, get back on LinkedIn. I went, nah. And he goes, get back on LinkedIn. He goes, it's not like you've got a job next year. You need to get oh. back on LinkedIn. I went, uh, yeah. Okay. So I got back on LinkedIn. <laughs> And now, like, having conversations and stuff, and now it's drawing me back in. It's like another Facebook only. It's like for work, and I don't but care about work. Are you in that niche group of LinkedIn users who understand what it's for? No, I've got no idea. I know it's got something to do with work, and I keep talking to people I know about from work, but I don't understand. What are we meant to do? Go out drinking? One triple three five three eight. If you found yourself in a niche group, how do you get in? How do you get out? Tomorrow night, if you like nuggets, you should go and see Corey. Corey's going to George Street. Mac is in the city because uh, he started a Facebook event which about possibly 9,000 people are going to be going to, called I'm Going to Get Some Chicken McNuggets. Hmm. It has gone nuts. He started a little group, a little niche group of, well, liking chicken McNuggets is not niche. It's delicious. And now I'm so fixated on chicken McNuggets, I'm going to have to get a little sneaky (laughs) six-pack on the way home. Uh, And he's got a whole lot of people going. That's his niche group. What's your niche group, Sydney? Have you found yourself? I'm in LinkedIn, which which is not a niche group. What is it? What is it? It's a networking site for people who wear suits to work. Is it? Yeah. I don't wear a suit. No, no, I don't know why you're on it. I don't even wear proper shoes. I do not know why you're on it. I don't know why I'm on it. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go and have a look at your profile. I put in a good pic. Of course you did. I've got a really flattering one. You have your shirt on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pants? In in it, I'm doing stand-up. I'm holding a microphone. All right. Bang! Brutal. It's like a throwdown. It's pretty... Have I been talking too much about... I don't know why we're talking about your LinkedIn profile. What group are you a part of, Alex in Botany? Man, just love your work. How you going? Thanks, mate. Great. Uh, find me on LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to use it. I'm an idiot. All right, mate. What, um, what niche group are you a part of? Astrophotography. What? 
So basically taking photos of stars, planets, uh, nebula, all the stuff up in the sky. Amazing. Now, you have to use special filters when no, you take... Not. What? Yeah, you do. So you pretty much attach a camera onto a telescope and then uh, use different filters to pick up different uh, different uh, chemicals up in the sky. Different chemicals? Are you making this yeah. up, Alex? No, not at all. Um, so depending on what filter you use depends on what uh, colours you get when you take photos. Because you've got to be careful when you... T- oh, I know this with telescopes. You've got to be careful looking at the moon when it's bright because you can actually blind yourself, can't you? No, the, the moon's not too bad. It's more the sun when you have eclipses and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like there's half it's in America. Very stupid people do uh, look at telescopes at the sun. Yeah. See, and, uh, that's how you go blind. And that's, moon's fine. Yeah, they go blind and it's stupid and it's dangerous and you've got to be very careful. Sure me, me personally, Alex, I'm doing it the old-fashioned way, which is just slowly... Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go blind the old way. You know what I'm talking about there, Alex? How many? Liam was a little slow on that joke, no, and I didn't no, get to appreciate it. it. No, I got it. Alex got it. Yeah, because he's a scientist, mate. Yeah. Well, well scientist. I don't know if he is. I think he's. Are just... you a scientist, Alex? No, it's just a, just a hobby, really. How many, right. Alex? How many people in your uh, astral photography crew in Sydney? Oh, the group that I'm a part of, there's probably about fifty to a hundred of us. Jesus, that's niche. That's that's no, that's good. Throughout Sydney, there'd be a fair few. Yeah, okay, so when you get together, what do you do? Do you just all, you know? Oh, we just uh, have a group of us that go out to, uh, there's a couple of places we go to in southern Sydney. Yeah. Um, stay over, One place we stay overnight, um, and uh, the other one is just uh, we go, go for the night, and that's about it. Any any romance sprung from these events? Like, Alex, you know, you're out there, you're stargazing. No, because the stars are very romantic. You're underneath the blanket of stars, and you just turn around and... Okay. Why do you have I think people like to touch their own telescopes. Oh, gotcha, geez, gotcha. Fair call. So, Alex, uh, when's your next event? Uh, probably later on in the year when it gets a little bit darker. Yeah. Uh, with daylight savings, it doesn't really help us, unfortunately. Uh, of course, of course, of course. But yeah. you know, And it's a good group of friends that you made there? Yes, it is. Alex? Lifelong group of friends. Great. Alex, have you got a girlfriend? I uh, sure do. Fiance, soon enough. Bang. There you go, you bloody legend. Do you take, does See, she we're like, not all owners. Does, does she go, no, does she go stargazing with you? Uh, she has in the past. All right. She has in the past. Yes. Recently, yeah. not so much because she's been a bit busy with work and study. Okay, Alex, when you propose to her, say this. Say, was your dad a thief? And she'll go, no. Why? And go, because I think he stole the stars from the sky and put oh, them in mate, your you've eyes. Got, you've, got the, uh, you've got the good stuff, don't you? Yeah. No, he, no, no. He definitely doesn't, Alex. Do not use that line. <laughs> I probably won't end up with a girlfriend after that. No, well, I mean, she's 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 going out with a stargazer, mate. She's got pretty low expectations. Thanks, okay. Alex. <laughs> and then hang up on him. What a tool I am. Yeah. Sarah in Campbelltown. Great to have you on the show. Hi, Mary. How are you going? Really good. You're a member of a little niche group? Well, my husband is the president of the Sydney Tirana Club. Oh! Yes! Wow. Can I guess what car he's got? I'm going to guess. I'm going to say he's got an SLR 5000. No, unfortunately, that was his original car that got written off, and he's very upset no, about it. No, <laughs> And did it have the, the drop tank? It was brown. Oh. Uh, he's now got a uh, 76 SS um, LX Coupe. Wow. Orange. Papaya orange. <laughs> Papaya. Oh, I know what colour you mean. That's fantastic. So has he just got the one Tirana? Um. He has the he has the one Tirana. His mm. dad has a couple of Tiranas, mm. um, and he's just bought a um, a Commodore Ute so that he can replace the engine in the current oh, yeah. Tirana. Yeah. What's yeah. his What's his dream Rana? Is it Is it a, a SLR five thousand or GTR? Yeah. It, yeah. 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 Something like that. Some, I love them. And they're all they're all worth 
so much money these days. It's yeah, really I know. Good hobby, really, really good hobby to get into. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's 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 the like runs on weekends and stuff. So it's, it's great. Really good. It's great because yeah. it's it's exactly the same as another hobby, uh, which some of us have got, which is pissing money into a hole. But <laughs> but well, with yes. this one, as, as you can, wife, I can say that yes, yeah, yeah. Because but with the, with your group, you can start. You know, you can start a social group. No one wants to start a group called pissing money into a hole. <laughs> We could check. No, don't! Don't do that! I've just thought about what I've said. Do not, do not, that's, John in Bayview, hello. How are you, Merrick? Oh, I don't know, possibly in trouble. Uh, You're a member of a small niche group? Yeah, we are. What is it? We're called GAS, which stands for Guitar Acquisition Syndrome. I don't know what it is, but I love it. Tell me more. It's just people with a lot of guitars. How many guitars have you got? How many axes, John? Um, we're all averaging about 12. We've got someone in the office who's got gas. Who's that? Well, who's a part of this niche group? Not me. Andrew, (laughs) Andrew the tech. Yeah. Andrew the tech's got about 15. Really? Yeah. Fair I didn't know that. Yeah. What's it? Oh, we need to talk up with our niche group. And what's your baby, John? What's your favourite, uh, axe? Uh, mine's actually bass guitar. Oh. Oh. Sorry. Thanks, John. Thanks very much for calling. <laughs> Sash Tannic from our news desk of the latest headlines. Hey, man, Sash. Very yeah. quick before we get to Sash. Okay. Just in the top of the hour, mm. we were talking about niche groups, and you kept on referring to oh, your uh, LinkedIn profile because you've joined Shh. up on LinkedIn. What's happened in the last five minutes? Man, I just got like a million. Al- Brett Davis, please add me to your LinkedIn network. Ned Falkingham, <laughs> please add me. Jenny Barilla. I think there's a type of pasta. Brent hand 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 man hand hand man hand Brett. Um Burek Buskaya. There's so many people. Yeah. I don't know how to accept them. It's and and yet it's the so most alerts. pathetic LinkedIn profile anyone's. My written. profile is yeah. it is it bad? <laughs> well, I don't I mean, even say they say something about having a job and I go zero what? what? <laughs> Oh no! Have you seen it's a bad? Oh, no. I thought it was a good one. He made himself conscious about his LinkedIn oh, profile. Man, this is. Oh, and yet he's still out. getting requests. So you yeah, know. yes. So poning it is what I would say. Thanks, Brett. Okay. Okay. Anyway, uh, into today's uh, headlines and new figures show more Aussies are dying or ending up in custody when they travel overseas. Thailand is the leading place for Aussies to die and also the main place for hospital admissions requiring consular Mm. assistance. However, that same report has revealed that one in 10 Aussies still head overseas without travel insurance. Uh, And this is... This blows my mind. I talk about this off air a lot with uh, with Liam and uh, Maddie, my producers. If you are traveling overseas, you have got to get travel insurance. Mm. I just I cannot implore you enough to go and get good travel insurance because if you don't and you get in a spot where there was an awful circumstance where a woman this year was trying to crowdfund the repatriation of a mm. sick child wow. back to Australia from Indonesia. Yeah. Now, if you've got travel insurance, I've firsthand, I've got experience. My little boy, when he was only about three months of age, we were overseas and he got very sick and it was re- hospitalized, yeah. touch and go. Were you in? in Italy. Right. And he was very, very ill and uh, he was only a baby and uh, George and I panicked and we thought, uh, we're in a foreign country, we can't speak the language. It was looking very, very dire. I don't want to over-dramatize it, but we were very concerned. Yeah, that's scary. Spoke to, we, were tra- we had travel insurance with uh, Covermore, mm-hmm. and they were awesome. I got on the phone to them, and they just said, no dramas. Within, uh, we're going to go and find a, an Italian-speaking doctor right now for you. 
Um, hang tight. Stay by. Wow. You're fine. Got an Italian-speaking uh, doctor here in Australia. Yep. Spoke to the hospital staff because we couldn't make hair. Yeah, even the basics, like communicating what's That's not it. going wrong. That was yeah. it. The two doctors spoke over the phone. Mm. Then they rang me back and said, this is the story. This is what we're taking from it. And I went, oh, okay, no worries. Now we know how to react. And they said, we forget about your travel plans. We've got that covered. What you need to do is take care of your family and just took all of wow. the grief away. Because the and last cost- thing you want to be doing is worrying about paying, being able to afford the bills. That's or even, it. even talking to the doctors That's is it. a big deal. And you have to cancel flights. That costs you money. That took care of it. And now if we hadn't had it, it was more, it was more the, it was not the fact that flights, I mean, like you get all that mm. back. It was the fact that they got a doctor Assistant. on the phone within, it was, must've been half an hour, 45 minutes who could speak that language and spoke to the hospital staff and all of a sudden we went, okay, now we've got a grip on the, on the situation. I remember trying to explain to an, a chemist in Italy that I thought I had athlete's foot, not to lighten the matter, but wow. I mean, it's hard. How did that go? Oh, I don't know. I was recommended all sorts of lotions and creams up, that I'm sure didn't yeah, go on your bef- foot. Before you know it, you've got Napolitana <laughs> sauce all over your feet. It's you really go, hard. Is not going to clear up It is really hard to try and communicate medical stuff. Oh, lucky it was just on your foot, Sash. Well, I'm not sure that I got the wording right because... <laughs> Oh, really? Travel insurance is mm-hmm. insurance of any kind is that classic example of current of you? you versus future you. Yeah, current yeah. you doesn't think you really need it, and no, it's it. it's future you's problem. Is get it expensive? It. No, it's I'm not. It's not expensive to cover your whole family. It's not not expensive. when you consider the actual cost. I, I've I've used travel insurance once when I was in Spain. I was camping and uh, camping at a music festival, and someone crept into and stole um, uh, my wife's handbag oh, from our tent, from, <laughs> from inside our tent. So stole. I, gonna, I thought it was going to be a medical issue. I was going to go, oh, no. man, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've been so cruel to you over the years. <laughs> no, I crept inside uh, no, and stole yeah. uh, yeah. wife's handbag from the tent, which had her passport, um, some jewellery, her wallet, yeah, yeah. You know, so wow. all the money and stuff. Yeah. So we had to go and follow. Got it all back. We've got already started Plus getting a couple of calls coming through. So if you want to, one triple three five three. if you do have an instance where you've used uh, travel insurance, love to hear it, whether it be theft or medical or whatever. Because sometimes, you know, a big a classic one is people go to like New Zealand and go, oh, it's just New Zealand. I'm just, it's like they're going, you know, hmm. to outback New South Wales and they go to New Zealand and they do something gnarly because New Zealand's got a lot of gnarly stuff. They snap a leg and they just go, oh my God. All the cans of L&P in the world, which is a soft drink they sell there, <laughs> is not going to fix this problem. One triple three five three. Have you had to use travel insurance when you've been overseas? Good, bad, or ugly? Give us a call. Taking your calls on one triple three five three about when you've needed travel insurance. We're being told uh, by a government. Uh, and authorities to make sure that we've got travel insurance. I cannot implore you enough to make sure that you've got travel insurance when you travel overseas, because if something goes wrong, it's more than just recouping airfares or accommodation or that. It's getting your family home safe. And even if you don't end up using it, it's that peace of mind knowing you can travel and do what you want and explore and adventure. It's not as expensive as people think either, because you're not using it all the time. But Lisa in Surrey. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Mary, how are you? Really good. Okay, you've had to use um, travel insurance before? Yes, I did um, on a trip to Bali when I was hit by a boat. Oh, what? By a boat? Literally hit by a boat in my S- left side. Yeah. Sadly, you were in a bar in Cuda, which is just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, coming back from Turtle Island off Nusa Dua. Okay, so you're swimming so, and a boat ran you over. No, I was in another boat and the wake of a, of a speeding boat pushed another boat into our small glass bottom boat. I oh. wanted to go out to see the turtle. Oh, wow. And there was only a friend and I on the boat and I jumped and the boat hit me on the left side. Yep. 
throwing me through the canopy of the the boat, you know, and it all came down on top of me. Were you evac'd to Australia? What? Did, how did the travel insurance no, come, kick um, in? So when it's really it, when it's life threatening, um, mm. they can't they can't move you. Mm. Um, the travel insurance that took. Uh, a long time to diagnose what was wrong, but they never diagnosed everything. So they um, worked out that I had internal bleeding and, oh. and from damaged organs and um, went into surgery after 30-something hours um, and having been told I was going to die and having to tell my family back oh. here uh, that I was going to die and um, uh, went into surgery because we thought they'd worked out what it was, but I didn't wake up and went into a coma. So my oh, poor mum arrived over in Bali and uh, I was in a coma on life support. But you're here so, now, Lisa, and you're enjoying the show. That's so. exactly right, and all my scars are hidden. And uh, the problem is, though, uh, waking up, you know, obviously I'm, I'm you know, I'm conscious. Mm. And um, the uh, they, I kept telling them there was something wrong with my shoulder. There was a lot of pain there, and I and I'd had a big um, dint in my head. They never diagnose those things. The insurer sends you home as soon as you can, you know, mm. physically mm. get home. So after a couple of weeks. Um, but then I had three more operations on my shoulder and had a grand mal seizure because of a head injury. Oh, and so I was off work for months and I had to pay for all that because as soon as you come back to Australia, your travel insurance ends. So oh. that's my, my question, my thing about travel insurance. And I spoke to my yep. federal member once I was okay about it yep. and said, you should advertise that. You, even though you don't really want to be in Bali getting operated on and getting yeah, yeah. Four, four blood transfusions, you, you stay there until they can get somebody who can fix you. Wow, because incredible. you get back here, you pay for it. Yeah, but then again, you know, there's always the comfort of being at home when you have a serious head injury or being in Bali. I, I, I know where I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather be. be here and pay. Thank you. Mm. But, you know, look, I'm glad that's worked out well for you, Lisa. I've got Nicole in Liverpool. Hi, Heaps Nicole. of other calls know, have come sorry, through me, so we can't, we can't get, out of time. We've got time for stacks of calls, and I apologise because I hate seeing people not getting through to one air when they're uh, on I'm hold. Here. Yeah. I'm here. I, was talking, I was talking about the other people, Nicole. But, um, <laughs> uh, but, but fair, fair call because there has been a lot of calls. We'll get back to this another time. Nicole, you've you've uh, got an experience with travel insurance? Yes. Um, I actually used to work for Covermore Insurance. Oh, yeah, they're the people who helped me out when I was overseas with my boy. Uh, probably, it was about 20 years ago, so it might not have been then. No, it wasn't then, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, one of the interesting stories I have is I used to work in customer service there and I had a guy ring up wanting to insure his saxophone only. Not him, just his saxophone to go to Thailand. Hang on, you, hang on, he's going to Thailand. Do you say saxophone or saxophone? <laughs> saxophone. Gotcha, righto. <laughs> And saxophone, yes, and I had to convince him uh, to actually get insurance for himself. And we could have insured him just with the saxophone if he wanted to, but uh, it took a bit of convincing to say to him, look, you're not going to get covered if something happens to you over there. So yeah. um, so I felt very good at the end of that phone call. I got him to uh, not only insure himself, but his musical instrument as well, and yep. he was happy. Yep. Right. Okay, so you've you've actually insured a saxophone and then offered insurance to a person as a secondary option. Well, no, I told him that he was first, then the saxophone. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> was it Kirk Pengelly? <laughs> <laughs> was it Kenny G? <laughs> 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 no, like, he plays a clarinet, yeah. <laughs> they couldn't afford the premiums if it was Kenny G. Oh, no, no. Besides, <laughs> besides, Kenny's got spares. <laughs> that was the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Make sure you never miss a thing. Download the Merrickville Catch-Up from the Triple M app.